You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. All right, it's Wednesday, and uh, we've got the Bengals coming into uh, Hard Rock Stadium to face our Miami Dolphins. Uh, with me here is Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. And Jim Johnson. Good evening, everybody. Well, guys, uh, are they the worst team in the league, the Bengals? No. That would be the team that we played last, last week. <laughs> they could be the second worst team in the league. Uh, that's uh, pretty close. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it close. It is close. Yeah, yeah going forward, um, they could be the worst team, Mike, because they've lost two of their key offensive yeah. players. And, uh, you know, obviously Burrow's hurt. And he's done. Yeah, what for a shame that was. That, I hate to see that. Yeah, yeah, you really do. You know, I mean, my goodness. Hopefully, he comes back from that because it was a pretty bad injury. With that being said, you know, Mixon's out as well. Those are their two key guys on offense. You know, so far up to this point, neither one of them are going to play on Sunday. So, uh, advantage Dolphins, right? In that you would area, think. you would, you think. know, in that area, yeah. you know, backup quarterback. Bernard playing in place of Mixon. Mixon's type of running back that would probably give us some some trouble. So going forward, yeah, they might be the worst team, Mike. I mean, uh, up to this point, they haven't been. But um, for the rest of the season, they very well might be. It's tough to say. I mean, they have a good special teams unit. And uh, their defense is not embarrassingly bad either. So, you know, we'll see. Why don't you tell us about their offense, Lewis? Well... I just told you about Burrow and Mixon. They won't right. be playing. So we go, to, we go to Brandon Allen, uh-huh. who played last week, 136 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Obviously, he's not Burrow. <laughs> You've got Bernard in place of Mixon. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, we're familiar with. He had right. an incredible run against us a few years back. Do you guys remember that run on, I think it was a Monday or a Thursday night? Uh-huh. A game that I think we eventually won, but I mean, he just made like three or four cuts and just made us look silly. He's not the same running back he was a few years back, but um, he's still productive. Uh, you know, he's only averaging three and a half yards a carry this year. Um, obviously, not having Mixon is a big plus for us as well. Their receiving core is really, really good. I sound like a broken record from week to week, don't I? I mean, basically, when we do these previews, you've got receiver tandems every single week that are just really, really good. And uh, these guys are no slouches. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 725 yards up to this point on 72 catches. Uh, you know, he's on par for definitely 1,000 yards and maybe 100 catches, three touchdowns. And the rookie T. Higgins is extremely good. 48 yep. catches, almost 700 yards, and he's got five touchdowns. Those the two guys. Achilles heel, right, is yeah. the offensive line. Am I correct? Offensive line, not good. Not good at all. You know, A.J. Green, before we get off the receivers, uh -huh. A.J. Green is, uh, is an aging veteran. His numbers aren't great, but he can hurt you. I mean, he's a big, tall guy. And he cannot be forgotten about. He's like the third guy on the totem pole now, but um, he's somebody that you know can still create mismatches. Um, you know, they're running backs out of the backfield. Bernard, 
You know, he's he's good receiver, um, not what he once was. Uh, their tight end sample is okay. Nothing spectacular on his end either. So you're basically looking at these receivers that can really hurt you. And with the, you know, with the kid Allen in, it's going to be tough for them to move the football on us, I think. Um, their offensive line, like you mentioned, Mike, is not very good. Um, you know, they have issues. Um across the board and um you know defensively i mean this is you know this is a team that we should be able to handle again much like we did last week i mean to be honest with you i think that the jets you know with darnold and their offensive line i think is slightly better um the receivers may not be as good for the jets as the bengals have but um you know with this kid in I think this this offense isn't as good as the Jets were, and you saw what the Jets did last week. So this is a team that the defense should be able to handle easily. Can this quarterback run? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, he's nothing spectacular in regard to, you know, running the football. I mean, he's no better or no worse than the average guy in the league. I mean, he's not a Josh Allen. He's not a, uh, you know, Watson and he's not, uh, Lamar Jackson and he's definitely not a Kyle Murray. I mean, you know, can he run the football? Yeah. But I mean, not to the point where he's going to kill you. There aren't too many people that run like Kyler, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I mentioned four of the better running quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. How about if we throw Fitzy in the mix? I don't think he's as good as Fitzy running it out of you know from from backing up. But Mike, we haven't really seen a lot of the guys, so who knows? I mean, you know, I I, yeah. I may be saying all this, and then the guy you know scrambles around for 150 yards on us this weekend. I mean, who knows? I mean, he hasn't been out there for you know any extended period of time, so. Right. It's, you know, it, it's really tough to gauge, but it, that's not, you know, that's not something that, that we should be overly concerned He's probably concerned not going to beat us with asking. his legs, yes. Exactly. That, that is what I'm asking. Yeah, absolutely. With our team, you got to be aware of that because that is a weakness. So you're hoping you're not playing somebody who can exploit that. Maybe he can't throw, but if he can run against this, he could hurt us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he. I don't think he's going to Cam Newton us either. I should have really threw him in the mix as yeah. well. You know, that's where we're at in regard to, I mean, our, you know, our, again, our corners match up every single week uh, pretty well with whatever tandem is coming in. And this is a really good tandem, but uh, they're no better than any of these other guys that they've handled extremely well. So, you know, I don't have a concern there. And then, you know, obviously the quarterback, like I mentioned, comes into play. He's got to get him the football. And right. uh, he hasn't really shown that capability up to this point. So... And we've done okay with tight ends, so I, you know, I don't think we have to worry too too much about that. I don't think we have to worry about a tight end until we see Mr. Kelsey in a couple of weeks. Well, next yep. week, actually, right? Is it next yep. week? Yep. Yeah, yeah that that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> Maybe let's get through this week. <laughs> Maybe Jim. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> uh, if we if he handles business like we did against Kittle in, yep. in the 49er game, then then yep. that would Rose be going to earn his money next week. It, let's put yep, it that way for sure. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the difference obviously with you know with handling Kittle was we were able to throw three guys around them when we play when we play these guys this week. Um, that's not going to happen. Or next week, uh, you got Tyreek Hill. You got receivers on that team that you really, really have to be concerned with. I mean, they are very, very good. So, well, Howard's going to intercept got, and uh, run back 103 yards for a touchdown. So I'm I'm okay with that. We'll see what happens. There you go. 
I, I like how you're talking, Mike. I like the positivity. I here. could see that happening. The positivity. He's playing at a high level. Keep throwing that positivity out. So is Jones. That's it. <laughs> they might surprise us. You never know. When Speaking of that, when is Jones going to get his first int for us anyway? Probably 2022. 22, yeah. That's what so I was It's been thinking. three years, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't wait for it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't hold my, don't <laughs> right. hold my breath. I wouldn't wait what? for it. Just keep covering guys like a blanket, and I'm good with that. Yeah, exactly. That's, it. That's, that's it. it. That's what we want. No question about it. Jim, what about their defense? Well, they've only won two games, so obviously their defense isn't that that great. Uh, you know, they're the other teams are converting almost half their third down conversions and sixty percent of their fourth down conversions. They've only picked the ball off uh, seven times in eleven games, so that's not saying a whole lot for their uh, turnovers. There, it's just not. You know they're they're not horrible, horrible, but they're just not enough horses there to get a lot accomplished on defense. You know their their turnover ratio is minus six, so you know that tells you they're giving away and they're not taking it away. It's the opposite. Well, minus six through eleven games isn't earth shatteringly bad. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. They're not yeah. horrible, horrible, yeah. but they're just not. They're not making impact plays, and right. and that's the thing. You know, are you you know you're watching the Dolphins play, and uh, you know even when we when we're giving up yardage and we're crying that we're going to, they're going to score, and next thing you know we get a turnover, and it's a whole different deal. So those are the those are game changers, and Cincinnati is just not making those types of plays out there. You know they've only got 13 sacks on the year, so 11 games that's just over one sack a game. They've played some some tough teams, but they've also played some fairly soft teams. So if they were better than what they are, they'd have a better record. Even with Burrow slinging the ball earlier on. So would we, right? If we were better, we'd have a better record. Well, exactly. (laughs) But but at least we're still, you know, seven and four and 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 looking at the, you know, the glass is half full type of thing. And uh, the Bengals are, you know, they're torn between, you know, how can we get, uh, out of the season intact here, you know, they've lost Joe Burrow and that's got to be a, a, a hard pill to swallow. And, and now you got to hope he comes back strong next year. But, you know, you, you look at the matchups, Devonte Parker should be able to have another good game. Uh, Mike Gazeki should be able to win those matchups. No matter which quarterback we play, we should be able to do two things. We should be able to handle the line of scrimmage control there and then if we control that you know it's all it's all good and you know rosy for us because our our wide receivers should be able to have success against the corners our running backs should be able to have some success on the ground as well as in the short passing game what were you going to say mike no i was i was just i'm listening to you and uh i'm wondering how you think their defensive line will uh, go against our offensive line well Obviously, if I'm the Bengals' defensive coordinator, I'm going to try to— Do you know who that is? I don't even know, to be honest with you. That's Lou Anarumo, who used to be here. Oh, that's right. I do remember that now. Yep, yep. Uh, But, you know, you've got to try to attack these rookie offensive linemen that we have. Uh, You know, Robert Hunt has been pretty solid, and uh, Jackson has been pretty solid, but they've both had some iffy games. Davis has struggled here and there. So, 
yeah, you've got to throw you've got to throw some bodies on those rookies and see if you can find something that's working and try to create problems for the quarterback, whether it's Tua or Fitzpatrick. My question is, looking at their roster, is I'm not sure they've they've got the the horses to get it done. Sure, they're gonna they're gonna break through here and there, and they're gonna try some stunts and some blitzes from different places to try. I surely to, would. Yeah, sure. well, that's what you've got to do, and that's a blueprint. The blueprint that Denver has given the whole league, and and you know the Jets tried it. They had some success. Just you know, again, other than Quinn and Williams, they didn't have a whole lot of. Uh, talent on that defensive line like they used to to uh, really cause grief so um yeah you've got to try those stunts and the twists and and see if you can get a one of those offensive linemen to miss a pickup or a, a running back to miss a block or a receiver or something but again overall i think we should be able to handle business on that well you know in the trenches for this game well, if we can run the ball, that opens up like a whole new window. <laughs> yes. And, and <laughs> if to, we can run the ball, if we have running backs, that's yeah. uh-huh. the, that's the first thing. You know, well, we need we need running backs healthy. I, I think they signed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Minus, minus. How about bringing Ricky back? I, you there know what? You I go. think I think Ricky would actually do just as well as anybody that we put on the field up there. And I don't want to knock these guys because Gaskins really and it, and um, Ahmed have actually done the job. They're all playing job. hard, but they're yeah. all getting hurt. They're, yeah, Right. They're all playing hard. They're all getting hurt. But, um, yeah, I mean, if we can run the ball, Mike, I mean, that's where their defense lacks. I mean, they're 30th against the run. And yes. if we could run the football, it'd be a major plus because their pass defense isn't horrible. Right. You know, they don't get to the quarterback. Carl Lawson, their defensive end, he's got like four and a half sacks. Right. Uh, he's he's their main guy there. I mean, overall, they have 13 sacks, and I don't think there's another guy across their defense that has more than one. You know, they have like eight or nine different guys that have one sack. Right, one exactly. sack. Doing what we're doing, getting them from right. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but we, we've got quite a few of those, you know, and, um, you know, a lot more than 13 sacks for the yeah. season. The other amazing thing about their defense is that they've only created three fumbles total, and right. they've re- they, they only have two fumble recoveries for the season. That means that they're not hitting a lot That's of That's why they're minus six. That's what, well, they're, they're minus six also because um, Burrow didn't throw a lot of picks. Right. I think he had five interceptions. Um, did fumble quite a few times because their offensive line just flat out stinks, as you mentioned earlier. So he, I think he had like three or four fumbles, but they haven't really turned the ball over a ton. You know, you know who for, their line coach is? Uh, is he another former Dolphin coach? He is. Oh, You'll remember him from the Bullygate days. It was uh, Jim Turner. No, Turner. Jim Turner. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. We were talking about being able to run the ball, and uh, the Bengals are allowing 4.8 yards per carry on the ground. So this this should be a, a good That'll game. That'll win you a game if you can uh, if you can run successfully like yeah. that against them. You know, almost five yards of play. And that's what that's where I would be trying to establish some sort of running game. This is a good opportunity to try to make that happen. So. Do we have a back that can do it is really going to be the question because we don't even know who's going to be back. I mean, we, we know that Breed is healthy. and um, Yeah, it's Laird and Breed right now. Laird, right, Laird, and that's it. That's, that's, that's what we know. Everybody else is a question mark. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. 
Their safeties are their leading tacklers too, by the way. So right. what does that tell you? It's that never means, a good thing, right? <laughs> yep. Right. They're they're making you know they both of them. I mean both of them right. are their two leading tacklers. So yeah, they're this probably is, playing them in the box. I would imagine. I, Mike, I don't know what they're doing. All I can tell you is it's never a good thing, regardless no. of whether they're in the box or not. But no. uh, that means their their line and their linebackers just aren't, you know. Yeah, well, that, that was making enough of the plays. When Rashad Jones was our leading tackler, I was I was like great for Rashad, but I'm like, why is we our were safety? A bad defense, yeah, right? why was he making all these friggin' tackles? I'm like, everybody else is dropping the ball. So when your safeties are making your tackles in the running game, you, you got problems. Absolutely, um, we should be able to handle these guys. It it seems like well, everybody seems else like has. it on both sides of the football. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, eleven. So- Eleven and a half points were favored. Whoa, whoa, whoa really? Whoa, would you, whoa, Who would have ever thought that at the beginning of the season that we would be favored over anybody by eleven and a half points? Well, today, you know, it's December second, and I'm not sure we should be favored by eleven and a half points. I, I just don't, I don't know that you can do that when you don't even know who's going to be quarterback. True. Um, you know, so I I would be real hesitant to to lay the points. Now that doesn't mean we can't win by three touchdowns. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, but what I'm saying is I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet uh, and give eleven and a half points when I don't know who the quarterback's going to be on Sunday. Right. You mean on our end? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, listen, Vegas. Surprisingly enough, it's it's just amazing how good they are with that. And uh-huh. uh, if they feel that that's the line, then. That's what they feel. I was going to say probably be right around there because they're, you know, they're in the business to make money out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's so it. they're going to put it there to you know, they're going to put it somewhere to where you're, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not right. I'm saying I wouldn't play it. Right, not it, not not yet. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. Uh-huh. Since you brought it up, uh-huh. um, does it make a difference as to which guy quarterbacks this week? Now, if if Fitzy, that's a real good question. Be more inclined. If you can tell me how many interceptions he's going to throw, I can answer your question. Right, but <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is you brought it up to begin with, so obviously you have. Uh, uh, you're leaning. If you don't know who the quarterback is, then obviously, obviously, you're saying that there's a difference between. Well, I think one if two other. is the quarterback, I'm definitely not laying eleven and a half. I points. gotcha. Okay, that's it. That's all I needed to hear. Thank okay. you. Okay. Well, you know, I I have to see it before I would bet on it. Do you understand? <laughs> uh, of course, and, yeah. and I feel the same way. I think I'd be a little bit. I'm I'd taking be a, much more hesitant if two were quarterback. Well, I'd even I be cautious with Fitzpatrick. With Fitzy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say those exact words. You beat me to the punch. Go ahead, Jim. You had something there. I did. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Dolphins with 10 or 11 or 12 points with either quarterback because if we can't handle business against the the Bengals. Oh, but Jim, one interception returned for a uh touchdown. That's uh all you need to screw Uh you. And. so they've they're going to have their second or third string quarterback in the game. So I'm thinking those interceptions return are, are going to be on our side. Are right? going to be for us, not yeah. the not the other. I mean, it's possible, but I think I I still think we're gonna we're gonna be a a two score uh, a two score win, winner a huh? two score winner. Yep. You better hope those scores aren't a touchdown in the field goal because if they are, you lost. Yeah. Well, two two touchdown t- favorite. How's that? Okay. So All we right. won't talk about touchdown and the safety then. Yeah, well, you well, guys want to go into predictions since we're sitting here on this right now? Yeah, or we, we might want to go well. back to yeah. it. Jim, what so, is your prediction? 
I'm going to say uh, if Tua is a quarterback, it's going to be 27 to 10. And if Fitzpatrick is, it's going to be more like uh, 35 to 10 or 12, something like that. Wow. Yeah. So you're laying 11. You're happy. Well, you're happy it's only 11. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it doesn't really matter. I just, I don't, I never really look at points a whole lot. I look at who you're playing and I don't see Cincinnati being able to muster much offense against our defense right now. We're, we're playing pretty well. Uh, Bernard's not going to have. I, I agree with all that. It's the other side of the yeah, ball where yeah. you got to, you know have questions so i just think we're going to be successful running the ball and then if we can run the ball uh, i don't even care if it's breeder or laird or or you know if gaskin comes back well here's uh, the question for you do you think they would run breeder or laird heavily i think they want to try to get the ground game going even if it's just to get the offensive line in the running gear and i, I you know i honestly think that's why we haven't put up as many big passing numbers because they're they're trying a little bit harder to get this offensive line in the run blocking mode so you know i i it think they worked are, yet i know it really I hasn't didn't see it last yeah. week either the first well, three quarters of that game <laughs> if they hadn't fumbled those two balls you know you'd have had a lot different deal on that you know because those were good you know good plays but you know i still think that's they are going to try to focus on the run a little bit but they're still going to score the points so i, I think I if, if Tua starts they will run more i would agree with that but if Fitz starts i don't know that that would that same rule would apply yeah, I'm in agreement on that too, Mike. I mean, you know, let's. We, all we have to do is revert back to last week where uh, Fitzpatrick what seemed like he was in shotgun on every play. I remember in the first half telling you, Mike, have we ran the ball like uh-huh. more than yeah. six times the whole half? It, it, that's all it seemed like he was doing was just dropping back and throwing the ball here or there, and that's how they were moving the football. So, I mean, listen, if – and this is a big if, you know, if, if they, in fact, are able to run the football, it's because Breida or one of these guys is actually having a solid game because right. our offensive line is what it is right now. Now, can they improve over the course of a season? Yes. Have they shown us that up to this point? I'm not so sure. You know, well, I, so, I think they have in small degrees, but I don't think they're at the point where they could go out and dominate on the ground. Exactly. That's my point, Mike. It's, you know, I think it's up to the running back and the running back is going to have to make some, uh, some nice cuts, you know, create on their own. Break some tackles. Yeah. Uh Create on their own. As of right now, up to this point in the season, and we're pretty much two thirds through it now, uh, we haven't seen that. You know, Gaskins is very solid, but as you watch him, does he create you know, a big play just from, you know, just on he his own. He doesn't have the giddy up. Exactly. I, I, I don't know if there's a guy on the roster that does. I mean, well, Brita. Brita does, but he's not you know, we, in favor we, for whatever reason. We just reason. don't say it. Yeah. You know, as I watch him, Mike, you know, he's somewhat hesitant at times. Yeah, I've in regard, it, You know, when you yeah. watched him and you watched DeAndre Washington last yep. week. Yep, noticeable difference. Oh, my God. He was very decisive. On his cuts, you know, when he, when he was setting guys up and he was actually creating some extra yardage there. You know, Brita, I just haven't seen that out of him. Now, you know, he hasn't had a ton of opportunities, but 
I just haven't seen it. And then there's an, there's not really another guy on the roster that can do that, that can create a play on their own to where they run over a guy. I mean, did you watch Carson um, the other night? I mean, where he just got hit at the five, I think maybe the six or seven yard line. He's a beast. And, and yeah. he just carried guys. And yep. he was so that that's what I'm talking about in regard to creating on your own. I mean, there were no offensive linemen blocking for him. He took three guys on and took all three of them into the end zone with him. And, and we just don't have that. Yeah, so that's what, that's what Derek Henry does. You know, it's, it's, yes. It, and yes, yes, we need that. We, we need a back who is maybe not as elite as they are, but a back you can trust to d- do positive things create on their own even yes. when there's not something there. yes and maybe catch on third down so you not so predictable you know with your personnel groupings you know mm-hmm. exactly i mean we listen we talk about it all the time in regard to the quarterbacks the receivers i mean sometimes even though you're covered as a receiver and you've got a guy blank you have to make plays and parker proves that over and over again i mean he's got guys draped over him He's got a pass behind them, a pass low, whatever. Nine times out of ten, he's making plays out there, and a lot of it is on his own. I mean, right now, he doesn't seem like he's got that extra half a step speed, so to speak, right? He Am doesn't. I right compared right, to right. last year? Correct. You know, and, and he may have some lingering injuries that, that have affected yeah, him. Yeah, he has aspect. had problems with his hamstring and his quad and whatever else he's had problems with. But right. uh you know, he's playing through it, and he, I don't know how much it hampers him. I mean, there's no way we would know that. But uh, I'm really impressed with his game this year. I mean, he, just, he doesn't have as many yards as he had last year, but I think that he is really, in a lot of cases, doing it on his own. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Absolutely. So I'm very happy with his game. And then on the other side of the ball, the same with uh, Xavier Howard. You know, that, that, yes. kid's been, that kid's been incredible. He has. He's been great. I mean, he's been a standout. Uh, both of them, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, both of them. I know the wide receiver situation. I mean, there's guys that their numbers are just insane. And Parker, obviously, you know, can't compete against that because we're a different type of offense. But I'll tell you what: as I watch guys across the league, and you know, we watch the, the you know the teams we're playing up against. Parker just, you know, he just amazes me as, as to where he has come from. I mean, uh-huh. we were so down and out on this guy two years ago. Boy, I'll tell you what, you know, now we understand why the Dolphins re-signed them to that contract. And and that was a great move on that, that part, on their yes. part. I mean, we all questioned it, right, Mike? When me, when me and oh, you yeah. saw well, that. Yeah, because we weren't seeing that, that talent in the games as consistently as we thought we should see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, they were seeing it in practice, you know, because they they made a very firm, quick decision on him, and and they were right. And it's good to see our front office making some good decisions. Absolutely. They signed Sealer uh, to a a long-term contract, and and he had a great game last week against Becton. Now, Becton won a share of battles, no doubt about that, but that guy's a beast, and he's a first-round draft pick. And Sealer is a free agent, and he won his share of battles, so... You know, I was very impressed with the way he played. Yeah, and you were on his, you were on him uh, from last year, Mike, in regard yep. to uh, you know uh, the fact that you liked him quite a bit. And uh, I'll tell you what, he he's had an extremely solid year, and these are the type of guys that uh, 
you know, you look back on the rosters a couple of years ago, you just didn't have anybody that you were excited about. You looked around the team and you're like, geez, man, what do we have? I we, like we, Beagle well, too, but yeah. unfortunately he's uh, on injured reserve. Right, right. He and, is. And Sealer, you know, he's made some important impact plays for us, you know, tackles for loss and stops on fourth down. So, you know, he's making critical plays when we I love we his need... effort. Yep, yep. And that, that's that's great to see from a, from a free agent point of view. Jim gave his prediction. Lewis, what's yours? Uh, my prediction. All right. So I'll go the same route. Jim did one quarterback, the other quarterback, um, Tua, he starts 24 to six Fitzy starts. I give us 10 more points, 34 to six. I don't think Cincinnati's going to have a lot of success on offense at all. Um, you know, if they get a big turnover, you know, they might score in the teens, but they're, they're not going to move the football on us. Um, so that's where I'm at on that. I, I say 34-6 or 24-6. I think that that Denver game a few weeks ago was a real wake-up call. And Denver, listen, Denver had some talent. I mean, Drew Locke is no slouch. I mean, we, we saw that. He has some talent. And their running backs are, are very talented. This isn't the same type of offense. So, you know, I expect uh, more, you know, more like last week's game. And um, – you know, the Jets didn't put many points up on the board. There's no reason to believe Cincinnati's going to. Gotcha. What do you got, Mike? Yeah, let's let's hear it, Mike. Well, this is this is tough for me because, I mean, you really you look at the Bengals and you say, where are the points going to come from? Right. And you don't really see it on defense. I mean, they're not an attacking, high, aggressive defense. And uh, you don't see it on offense with, with Burrow sitting down. So I, I think, Lou, you're probably, you know, close to right there. Um, but, you know, I don't know if our defense will shut them out or if they'll score 13 points. You know, it's, it's impossible for me to say, but I can just guess. And what, I'll, what I would guess here is uh, with Tua, I think Miami will probably be a little more conservative. And for that reason, I would say something like 17 to 6, 20 to 6, something like that. Uh, and if uh, Fitz plays, maybe you add another touchdown, 10 points to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty much on par. I just yeah. expect our defense to come up with some big plays, even if two is in the game, to where we've got a short field. You know, Could happen. Uh, Could happen. That, that's what I'm looking at. So anyway, all but, right. You good, know, if, you, if you're starting, you know, a backup quarterback, you're going to be more conservative as well. So maybe they'll be having him throw safer passes and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I'm thinking. But you know, I don't think they're going to be successful against our, our secondary. So, agreed. It's fun watching our secondary. Uh, they are they are balling. Nick Needham has uh, yeah. progressed his game, and that is fun to see. I don't want to get too high on him too quick, but he has been playing well, and he he deserves the acknowledgement. You guys, you guys thought I was nuts when I liked him last year. You were nuts when you liked him last year. He was he was giving up a touch nine touchdowns he gave up last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the, that was the first few games were rough, but he he was right he was right there on each play though. That was the that was yes, the important yes. thing. Ra- then, rather you know, rather than some of our corners that seemed to be uh, you know five yards from every every receiver. So yeah, all right, we'll give you credit on that one, Jim. <laughs> Lou, do you remember him saying it? 
I remember us all, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jim probably did, but I remember us all talking about him in a positive way. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. I mean, I remember you- To some point. I, I, I did question him at, at one point because of the nine touchdowns, but that was after the season. Mike, you specifically said that he was going against every other team's number one, mm-hmm. and he and and you were absolutely right. And he was an he's an undrafted player. He's in yep. his second season. He was playing as a rookie, an undrafted rookie yeah. last year, and he's going against the best receivers in the league. So I remember that comment specifically. Right. And he's and not this year. Right. He's he's playing the slot this year. So right. he, he, exactly. But yeah. my point is, is that you know, of course, he was going to give up nine touchdowns because you know he he's getting you know he's getting he's going against the best in the business, but. To his credit, he made plays last year from time to time. Yes, and this he did. year this year he's played even better. I mean, he's playing in front of our number one draft pick this year, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, he's getting yeah. the playing time. Well, so, well what we saw of Ig- Igmanogany was he needs to sit on the bench. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but he needs to you know, he's he's not a fully developed cornerback. And he's not a guy you really want on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Nick Needham was a cornerback, you know, uh I don't. Was Ikbenogany a receiver? Uh, was he a converted receiver? I'm not sure how he got in to be a cornerback. Yes, he was. But I know, I know he did not have a lot of college experience at the position. So you know, he needs he needs learning. So you know, they've got to teach him. And then you know, he's got world class speed. And I'm sure that once they teach him some technique, he's probably going to end up being a decent draft pick. But you know, it's going to take a little while. He's a project, Mike. They knew that going yep. in. And he's an incredible athlete, and that's what they're banking on, that once he learns how to play the position and he becomes more disciplined, he's going to be an exceptional player. And, you know, they they rolled the dice on him. I mean, people were scratching their heads. We all were as well. And, you know, we'll see. But uh, he's an exceptional athlete. And, they, you know, that's, they know what they're doing to some extent, you would hope, right? To some extent. Uh, you know, yeah. to some extent, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel a lot better about this regime. I mean, there's always questions about Greer because of his history here. You know, he was here, what, 19 years and we had so many bad drafts during that time. But unless you're the guy who's pulling the strings and, and the guy who's making the final decision, I don't think anybody else in the organization can have the finger pointed at them from people outside the organization because we don't know what they're doing. Right. So my my point is... Now Greer is on the clock, so to speak. So, you know, we can judge Greer now. And uh, he's had some questionable picks. Uh, uh, Charles Harris comes to mind, and I'm sure there's others. Or was that Ireland? Did, did Ireland draft him or did uh, Greer? I'm not sure now. But, I'm not uh, sure. This, this draft, Mike, right but here. But these and, last – yeah, this draft, I think, I hope, was a good draft. This this draft and this upcoming draft are, you know, are, are going to basically, uh, you know – yeah, they'll seal his fate. Send us one way or the other, yeah. you know, going forward for years. I mean, how do you feel about the linemen, Lou? I, honest question. And I know they haven't been playing great, but how do you feel about their potential? Well, I mean, potentially, listen, they're all in there. They're playing football in their rookie seasons and they're, they're getting a lot of playing time. Um, we're hoping that they get better week to week. Now, I felt that they were playing a little bit better earlier in the season than they are at this point in the season. So, 
you know, the verdict's still out there. I mean, I think all of them have very, very good potential. There's no question about it um, across the board. Uh, you know, Kenley's hurt now, right? So he's not in, but Hunt, yeah, he he did practice limited today. Did he? Uh, so okay, he's, he That's must a be positive. Yeah, he's going in the right direction anyway. Yeah, so you know, you've got Hunt, you've got Jackson. I mean, you've got guys that are out there and they're getting a lot of playing time over some veterans. You know, guys that have been around the while. Julian Davenport. <laughs> Julian Davenport, yeah. Dieter, who had a season under his belt. All of these guys, they're ahead of them on the depth chart. So there is potential there. I think they're going to be extremely good. Right now, they're not at that point. What concerns me a little bit is that they haven't gotten better over the course of the year. Now, Jackson obviously was hurt for, what, two or three games, so that may have set him back, and maybe he's just starting to settle well, you back. You know in. rookies tend to hit that rookie wall, so I wonder if that might have something to do with a little bit of regression as well. Well, he had a three-game rest, Mike, so we, we're we not going to use that. He, he can't use that. He had, well, I, I he, he had a I month don't. off basically. Yeah, but when I say regress, <laughs> I'm not really talking about him. I don't think he's regressed. I think he's been pretty steady most of the year. Uh, pretty you know, steadily I mean, bad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's not exactly what I mean, but yeah. Um, <laughs> now, Kinley, you know, I think he started off pretty well. I mean, he was moving guys around, and it seems like he's regressed a little bit, but right. maybe that's because of the foot injury. You know, I don't know how bad his foot hurts him and how much it limits him. He's, like, he's putting a lot of weight on that foot. Uh-huh. So, you know, this could be the reason. So I think we got to see, you know, uh, Hunt has, has not looked great, but he's had moments where he's played okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm at a loss to, to be able to tell you how well he will be. Uh, but I, I think Kinley is, is boom or bust, really, you know, uh, and, and watching him this far, I kind of enjoy some of the things he's done. I mean, he is a people mover. I just wish he could move more people in the run game. Uh-huh. Yep. One of the one of the things that I'll input on this is uh, they all were seemed to be trending up, and then uh, we hit that Denver wall. And you know, most all of these guys are bigger, stronger, more physical guys, which does limit their speed a little bit. And I, you know, in that Denver game, the they started putting stunts and twists and and bringing guys in from different angles, and and the rest of the NFL has followed suit. So you know, they're getting different looks, and you know that's why they haven't looked as good recently. And, uh, you know, Jackson hasn't given up many sacks. I think three. Hunt has only given up two or three. So nobody is is really, you know, letting the floodgates go. But collectively, they're not, they're not getting it done in the run game very well. And they are allowing pressure on the quarterback. So they need to, they need to improve for sure. Yeah, and I mean the running game as well, Jim. You know we've got to talk about that. I mean, there, oh, yeah. there's 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 not holes, um, nope. so they're not creating holes for these guys to go through. And I know we don't have great running backs, but every once in a while it'd be nice to see a hole to where a guy gets seven, eight, nine yards. Uh, kind of like what Gore was doing last week. You know, he had lanes to run through. Yeah, I mean he he does a great job of running the football, but you know you just don't see that. Believe me, I've been waiting to see that. Uh, you know, we drafted these big bodies for this offensive line, yes. and I was I was dying to see Kindley just road grader some people and and have the running back go for 15 yards or whatever. So we just haven't seen that, and I'm not sure exactly what the issue is, but it it certainly needs to improve. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. I, I don't know exactly what the reason is either. I mean, I'm sure it's more technical than physical. 
I would uh, think so. But he's yep. not. He's never going to be a pulling guard. You know, he's never going to be <laughs> a guy that's going to lead a play. You know, to the other side of the field. Uh, and and sometimes they, I think they miss that. But uh, you know, if he can develop into a good run blocker, then there's other things you can do. Well, yeah, agreed. You know, since we're on the offensive line, you know, let me pose this question to you guys because I'm having a real hard time with, um, you know, with the whole situation and and why things have changed at this point when other things haven't. So let me explain that to you. So at the beginning of the year, I think all of us were on page in regard to the offensive line needing to gel and being at a certain place before you really wanted to see Tua on the football field, okay? So at this point in the season, as I'm looking at our offensive line as a whole, um, I, I don't see that. I honestly don't. And um, it's a concern when you've got a guy that you've invested a lot in at this point. And I'm not saying these guys aren't capable what I'm saying is, is I'm trying to figure out how we had so many people that were talking about not throwing a guy that's coming off an injury out to the Lions in front of an offensive line that just isn't quite there yet. Now, I still feel that the offensive line isn't quite there yet. So I'm not quite sure why everybody at this point feels that there's a necessity to put this guy out in that situation. Um, you know, well, you I can answer you real quickly. It's, it's been a year since he's had that surgery and he has been cleared to play. So I don't think there's any harm in putting him out there. I'm, you know, I mean, you would say the same thing about Joe Burrow, right? There was no harm in putting him out there until he wrecks his knee. Uh, you know, so there's always a risk, you know, but, uh, uh he's got just as much chance as anybody else to get hurt at this point. And, uh, you know, I, they have to figure out what they've got in him and he has to, you know, develop his game. So when the season does ride on his shoulders, he can produce. Right. But. Again, I, I get all that, Mike. I truly understand it. But what I'm saying is is the offensive line hasn't been to where – would you guys agree with the fact that the offensive line isn't where we thought they would be at this point? I mean, we're, we're two-thirds That's through fair. the season. That's fair. That's okay? fair. Now, throw in the fact that our running game has been – very disappointing. You know, at the beginning of the year, as we came in, we were excited about the fact that we had Breida and we had Jordan Howard, and we were expecting a lot more out of them. They've been yeah, I, probably I remember, the biggest remember, disappointment. Yeah, I remember using the terms thunder and lightning, and basically what we've got was just didn't work. I think the whole Breida and Howard signings uh, were great intentions, and you know, you thought you had your two weapons and you'd be set, and and they both fizzled, and now you're left with with scraps. And you know, you know, Gaskin has looked good, and Ahmed has looked good a little, you know, in a very small thing, but Washington looked good, but yeah. none of them are the answer long term. Uh, I don't think. I, know, I mean, I know. you know, they're, they're band aids, and. Uh, Right. You know, so, I, I get your point, Lewis. So I mean, we, we know that. We've got, so you've got, that's point number two. Point number three 
is you've got a depleted wide receiver core without Preston Williams as well. So you've now thrown a guy into a situation where the offensive line isn't where we expected it to be. You've got no help from a running game, and you've got a depleted wide receiver core, and you're throwing this kid into all that. And that's where my issues lie. So I want everybody that you know that I've gone back and forth with to understand where I'm coming from and to think about all that. Because as far as I'm concerned, if things were better, if the team was a little bit better, if we had all the weapons and the running game was doing well, the offensive line was doing a little bit better, I'd be a little bit more accepting of him being on the field. And I just don't think that it, it's, you know, it, it's a very, very positive thing to, to have him out there at this point for those reasons. I mean, those are major, major factors. Now, you know, we could talk about the possibility of playoffs and, and all that. That's a whole other argument altogether. But for those specific reasons and the players around him on that side of the football, I think that, you know, it, it, it's just not productive. You know, his and that's my is, opinion. His, well, yeah, it's fine. You're entitled to it. But mm-hmm. his game is the RPOs. And that's what they've put into their offense to accommodate his game. Now, if you think that he can, you know, uh, run up to the line of scrimmage and hand off the ball, then he can probably play. Uh, you know, he's just got to read the defense and, and make the right decisions. But, uh, you know, you've got to test him through the air, too. And, and that, you know, any quarterback that's going to be back there for you is playing behind that same offensive line. Now, Fitz has been getting rid of the ball rather quick. I mean, really quick. And uh, they're working with Tua to do the same thing. Now, I don't know if he'll ever get the ball out in 1.8 seconds, you know. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe if he fumbles it, but, you know, not throwing it, not anytime soon anyway, because I don't think he's that quick to read the field. So if he can't read the field that fast, he's probably not going to throw that fast. So he needs to develop his, his skills. And, and regardless of the line situation, regardless of the receiver situation, and regardless of the running back situation, I just think he needs to adjust to the speed of the game. And uh, that's why I think it's a good idea to play him, because he's got to get better. He's shown that he is not quite there yet. And they need to figure out, you know, if this is the guy they're hitching their wagon to. Yeah, yeah Lou, I agree with your points. Uh, to some degree that I'm not sure it's the ideal circumstances to plug Tua in. But here's how I feel about it. If if I look at what we're going to do this year, uh, you know, the playoffs are on the, are on the horizon, and that's a possibility, and that's, that's fantastic. We never even would have dreamed about talking playoffs at the start of the season. So this is, this is great territory. It's even, it's exciting to even talk about it. But I mean, Fitzpatrick has been fun to watch, but all I can visualize is him throwing that critical interception, you know, in in the first round of the playoffs or what have you. And I want to know who who's going to lead this team into the future. We know it's not Fitzpatrick. So let's let's let Tua in there, get his legs under him, get adjusted to the speed, you know, and and just see where it goes. I mean, this guy has seen a lot of t- college ball. He's su- he's seen some adversity, but I still feel I'd rather see him get that mileage on him right now and then take it into next year and uh you know, the Dolphins will be uh the Tungavaloa led team. So, that's how I feel on it. All right. 
So that's it for uh, this week's conversation. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Very welcome. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, Lou and I will be back after the Bengal game to give you our thoughts on it. And until then, fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 